Good morning, grade 11X. Say good morning, Salukhu. Thank you. Amazing. It's good to see you all alive. I don't know why some of you are blonde. I don't understand. Some. Ravoni, why are you blonde? The, let the world hear what a, a little sweetheart you are. Okay, so we're looking at visual literacy, my love bugs. I'm going to remain seated so I stay within the range of the camera and also because I'm very lazy today. So, here's the deal, people. Unpacking. English is all about deconstruction and reconstruction. You take something apart and you bring it down to its tiniest piece to show what you understand and then you build it back up again, right? I don't know if you're noticing, but English is also a lot about unpacking. Does that make sense? So you need unpacking skills for poetry, you need unpacking skills for reading, and you need unpacking skills for visual lit. So this document is one that Mrs. Redfern and I have worked on together. We've tried our best to make it as simple as possible. This is your Bible. You may not lose it because I ain't making extra photocopies next year because the printing machine is just another situation. Are we clear? Awesome. Let's go. So it says cartoons and the 2020 cat task thinking points. We created this for grade 12 last year. Does a picture paint a thousand words? All right, these are questions that we want you to think about. Now, it, the best way to describe this is your cell phone. Can you imagine if on your cell phone, instead of little icons, you had all the programming? Do you get me? And then you had to click the programming do you see how it would turn your cell phone into a long, biblical type of document? So when we say a picture paints a thousand words, what we mean is we can shove a lot of ideas into one image. Does that make sense? So WhatsApp doesn't say WhatsApp text, WhatsApp status, WhatsApp call. It says WhatsApp. You feel me? So a picture can also say discrimination. Hatred, love, passion. You know what I'm saying? It can say kambugi. I don't know if you, you guys are too young. There was this advert. There's this um, perfume. It's called Play. And the advert was this guy driving his Jeep, like, kicking up dust. And at the end, he says, my people, come out and play. It's going to be okay. You're going to smell bad, but come out and play. Does that make sense? Is that now, do I even like girly perfumes? No. Did I go buy one? And every time I was like, come out and play. <laughs> All right? So we're talking about cartoons and we're also talking about um, advertisements or advertisements. Okay. And then it says freedom of speech or hate speech. You have to look at an image and determine whether it is freedom of speech, which we are all allowed to have, say what we want, or if it's hate speech, hate speech which encourages people to perform or engage in activities that are nefarious, too dangerous, too lethal. Okay, so for example, me saying, um, I don't think anti-Semitism is right, you know what I'm saying, is not the same as um, Palestinians are, are, are destroying the Jews' home. See, there I'm inciting violence. Do you feel me? Cool. And then it says, is the pen mightier than the sword? In other words, think about all the wars that have gone on. 
And then think about everything that has been done to diffuse the situation. Think about conflict. Which is more powerful, a weapon or a pen? I don't know. Do you really think that? I know you guys watch that Kung Fu MMA stuff. Like, what's the best way to solve a problem? Let's hear you. Project. The best way is to sit down and discuss. You've seen throughout time that every time the world is going down, it's coming together like some excitement. But if it has to go to the extent where we have to use violence, I hear you, sir. So, the, oh, I see a hand. Hello. Project. No, I'd say so because you'd rather punch someone in the face than say words to them which will affect them for the rest of their life. That makes sense in a small situation. But let's think about World War I. It was started with weapons. It was ended with the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. So let's look at business. Is that started with a war, international business, or is it started with a contract? All right. The majority of the world, is it at war or not? There are a lot of wars, but the majority of us are at peace. You feel me? Cool. And then we look at funny or offensive. Is an image funny or offensive? So that image about the male brain, I found that pretty offensive, to be fair. If I look at all the, the boys I teach and the men in my life, that's not how they behave towards me. I don't know. Maybe you girls have another uh, example. I don't know. Okay. And then, is humor an effective tool when addressing sensitive, divisive, or volatile issues? Divisive means you divide the people. Does that make sense? And then, volatile, is that the word? Yes. Volatile means the situation is unstable. At any moment, it could erupt. It's unstable. It's volatile. All right? Cool. Everybody okay? All right. Cartoons, through carefully constructed images and words, are able to communicate powerful ideas in humorous and it's meant to be in, in, a, in a humorous and enlightened manner. So in other words, have you heard the saying, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down? All right. What topics does Trevor Noah always discuss? Politics. Politics. Hit me some more. Race, sex, these are serious topics, yes? And people don't realize that they're learning when they're watching stand-up comedians because those people are all about metaphors. Those people are all about similes. They're all about recreating a situation. So the, 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 the image is we're stupid and we make jokes. The reality is we're rappers and we're highly intelligent. You are the idiot. Do you feel all right, so what am I saying to you? As soon as you see an image, you interrogate it like it's the devil. Who are you? Where do you come from? Who wrote you? What was their intention? Do you feel me? Trust no one, least of all your teacher, because I have an agenda. Do you feel me? And it might not work with your religious agenda. Do you see where, we could, where I could overpower you? You need to stay strong within your convictions except the homosexual and homophobic ones. There you need to upgrade. All right. Cartoonists express opinions about public issues 
and public individuals using several tools or techniques to do this. Key point, write it down. C cartooning is about expression. It's about opinions. It's about political fighting. Who's Zapiro, have you seen how critical he is? And you'd best believe he's been critical of several governments. He didn't just wake up and be like, it's going to be the ANC. Nah, Zapiro doesn't trust no one. And he will call it as he sees it. And you can take him to jail or court, as we're going to see here. He's going to fight you. Hey, when I last saw him, he looked like he was in his mid-50s to 60s, eh? But he's looking good for his age. Should I, should I send you some interviews with him? He's a badass. Huh? He, does he just won the France um, something something. He's, we think he's just a cartoonist. He's a worldwide sensation. So how is this man making his money? Drawing. Do I have any artists in this classroom? Yes. Hello? I can't see a stupid face. Who is it? What do you want, Orifa? Move your boda. What's boda in Afrikaans? What? Yes, what is it in English? <laughs> I finally got the first ass on here and it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, you need to be able to understand these two. You need to be able to identify and understand these tools. Highlight identify. Please look me in the eyes. Unless you learn this you're not going to pass. Okay. You also need some knowledge of history and current events. Guys, you need to pick a channel. I don't care which channel. And you need to watch 30 minutes of the news, yo. Like, you're going into this world and you are not prepared for it. Come on. You need background knowledge. Safan Patel, what do you want from me? Absolutely. Yes. Can I give you, Safan, that one won't do well here. Okay. <laughs> Guys, watch this program on YouTube. It's called TYT. They interrogate all the media, left, right, this, that. They're nobody's friends. And they highlight the hypocrisy. And they're cool, hey? They don't follow the media. They are anti-media. I love them. You always need anarchists. Right. Then you need to be able to apply critical thinking, uh, highlight critical thinking skills. What are critical thinking skills? Is the ability to interrogate a piece, man. To not trust. To research. To question. Why would Zapiro draw this? Like, what's his intention? Is he pro-ANC? Is he anti-ANC? Is he pro the topic? Is he anti the topic? Do I need to trust Zapiro? I mean, I, I get he's brilliant, but, and I'm not being racist, he is a white man with a white history. Is this a person who's qualified to comment on my Indianness or my blackness? No. I don't, we don't know. We need to investigate. Do you understand what I'm saying? Cool. Um, then you need to be able to apply critical thinking skills to decipher Decipher means decode and interpret the cartoonist's meaning and his point of view or positioning. Highlight the word positioning. How has the cartoonist positioned the cartoon? 
Does that make sense? Have they positioned it from a favorable point of view, from a critical point of view, from a neutral point of view where they're putting the question to you as an audience member? How have they positioned it? Because remember, people made Hitler look amazing. They positioned him in such a way that he appeared to be the savior of the German nation. All right, right, symbolism. Are we ready? Do we have any questions for part one? All right, sorry, highlight positioning, highlight point of view. From which point of view has this article been written? Has this poem been written? Has this cartoon been drawn? Has this advertisement been composed? Because point of view determines whether or not this, this is favorable for you. Do you understand? Just because they're advertising cheaper Lamborghinis, can you afford a freaking Lamborghini? No. You know, just because they're, they're saying the point of view is Jacob Zuma is a hero and we should destroy the whole... Did you see how lack of point of view led to people who previously did not have a problem engaging in the looting and the destruction of our country? So what we are saying here is group thinking is a powerful thing. Right? If you're, and don't think it's peer pressure. Even in, as adults... If somebody comes up with an idea and everybody loves that idea, it's very difficult to stand up and say, oh, I'm going to go this way. All right, cool. Cartoons use simple objects or symbols to stand for larger concepts or ideas. Highlight. Now, if a, if a picture paints a thousand words, that means I need tools to shove a thousand words into. I can't sit here and be like, Jacob Zuma said, Jacob Zuma had an extramarital affair um, with a woman who was HIV positive, and when it was discovered, he said that it was okay because he was just going to shower the AIDS off. That's too much writing for a cartoon. So what do I do to encompass that entire backstory? What do I create? I need you to wake up or you're running. A picture. A picture. What's, or a symbol. What's the symbol chosen for Jay-Z? You look at the shower head, the whole story, boom. You are going to make me drink. Okay. Are we together? Awesome. Now if I put the, if I put the star of David in a, in a, in a cartoon... What does that symbolize? No, Christianity. What's the symbol for Christianity? Right. Lufuno, I heard you, Odette, but you're shouting at me, shorty. Now, you are just being general. It's not overcoming problems. Odette, now you have to go. Jews or the Jewish people. The Star of David represents the Jews. Now, if you see a Star of David on a bonfire in a cartoon, what position is the cartoonist coming from? Who's speaking? Vogala, speak up. He's anti-Jewish. Anti-Jewish. What's the proper terminology for anti-Jewish? Anti? Semitic. Can I hear that word? The hatred of Jews is known as? Anti-Semitic. 
anti-Semitism, you dumbasses. Yes. And if you hate Jews, you are an anti? You're not Jesus Christ. <laughs> Semitic, but from do. Say anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism. Fantastic. How do I know? Hello, Safan. <coughs> right. Uh, where to start? Uh, you guys know that the Jews are part of the Bible, right? So a lot of that is not biblical, it's historical. Do you understand? So there was a time where the Jews left <coughs> their homeland, smoking, not COVID. They left their homeland. Why? Because the Romans and the Europeans brought them. Remember the Romans colonized, uh, uh, was it Israel? And then they hung, they crucified Jesus. So Christianity was moved from the Middle East and Africa to Europe. And in that same vein, a lot of Jewish people, now remember Jews, Judaism is not a, an ethnicity, it's a religion. But these people are ethnically, so they moved them to Europe. And that is called the diaspora or the diaspora, tomato, tomato. All right? So after, and Jews have been taking flack. If you watch the video, ugh, they've just been taking, they like blacks, but Jews. They've been being attacked. So then what happened is Hitler. So there's always been anti-Semitism, but when Hitler really rose to power, Odette, that anti-Semitism rose. And the Jews after World War II were like, nah, we're done with this, we're going home, right? So then they went back to where they were from. But when they got there, they found, I think they've been gone for years now, they found other people living there, Palestinians. And then if you want to really make it complicated, Muslims. Do you understand? So ever since then, they have been fighting to establish a, 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 a Jewish nation with Jewish land and just for Jews. Do you understand? And Zionism is the idea of a Jewish state, an independent Jewish state without the Palestinians because they don't belong there anywhere. So you can be anti-Semitic, like you don't like it when people talk crap about Jews, all right, because you believe in equality, but you can also be anti-Zionism because you don't think coming back and kicking people off of land that they've been living on for years is right. Does that make sense? Is everyone with me? Okay, I hope that was clear. Right. Um, examples of, 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 of this. We associate peace with the dove. I think this goes back to biblical times, in my opinion. Remember when, the, when that bird brought the guy on the boat, the evidence of the what, what, and then God was like, I'm done being mad. We'll be at peace. I won't do this again. All right. The olive branch... This is now um, an idiom. Please write this. I want to see this down. We say we extend an olive branch. Okay? What that means is we try to negotiate peace. All right? I'm the first person to take the step in our being okay. All right? And then the United States is symbolized by Uncle Sam. All right? Um, flag with stars and stripes. We all know we see that flag. We know whose country we're talking about. Have you ever seen a flag and you're like, I, I don't even, I've never heard of that country. Yes. Yeah, United States is not that country. You see the flag, you know who you're dealing with. Okay. 
Um, you see a vulture, like death is usually represented by a vulture. Now, that's pretty practical. You've heard of something called carry-on birds, right? They're birds that wait for things to die and then they come and eat them, right? So when you see vultures circling, something's dead. Do you understand? So that's why they symbolize that. And then the skeleton with the shroud, the skull, the crossbones, and then right there, the grim reaper. We see the grim reaper, we know we're dealing with the symbol of death. Okay, love the heart, otherwise Cupid or Venus or the goddess of love, write this note, her name is Aphrodite in Grecian mythology. Aphrodite, A-P-H. R-O-D-I-T-E. Aphrodite. What up, Buttercup? Yeah, and love. Well, if you think about it, you kind of have to be beautiful to make people fall. Okay. Um, and then we have money. And this is, guys, now where you have to recognize... Have I done this with you before? Have I shown you the PowerPoint? I have a PowerPoint for you. All right. The money, now here's the question. Is the dollar bill the strongest currency in the world? No. What's the strongest currency in the world right now? Did you say white? Oh, I'm going to be like, what? Is it not the euro? Really? Please, can, some, can somebody please check the. Yeah. So we need to make friends with those, those Muslims. Hey, Safi! Oh, you got any connections there in Kuwait? <laughs> Am I being right? Chavi's right. How much is that damn? One Kuwaiti dinar is 3.2 USD. So now here's the question Why is wealth associated with the dollar bill when the dollar is not the strongest currency? I saw him shoot up first. No, no, no. I'm looking for hands I haven't seen before. Kabadi? Project! They may not have the strongest currency, but they have the strongest military. And they have some of the richest people in the world living there. And... And they... they let's face it, guys. They have, uh, they have brainwashed us. You know what I'm saying? So it makes no sense, but that's the symbol of wealth, is the dollar bill. Man, who <laughs> Okay. Um, right, no. But did you, guys, like, come on. I dropped the phone like... No. But you know these people, I just can't stand them. Right, so now we understand symbolism, yes? yes so if tomorrow I drop you with some symbolism, are you going to be okay? What does fire symbolize? Possibly destruction. Warmth. Could, not really. Not really. 
Rebirth. Yes, in order to like, again in the farms they clear fire. So it could represent destruction, it could represent rebirth. The reason I chose it is because you need to consider, you know how when you look up a word you have to check which definition suits the context. Same thing with the symbolism. Are we together? All right. Then in cartoons, is everyone getting tired of my voice? No. All right. Stop it. Shit. I forgot the camera. Okay? I don't flirt with my kids. Ibile, I'm gay. And when it comes to the girls, I am straight. Let's go. So, exaggeration. Okay? We exaggerate in cartoons. All right? So, for example, Jacob Zuma's head is my favorite one. <laughs> it just, but they make his head so big. Yeah, where he was naked and they were like, it doesn't come off. I think it was you who sent it to me. I love you kids who send me stuff on the holidays. You're fun. No, I'll like yes. So in other words, should I give you a link to a page that just gives you symbols and pictures? Yes. Who's gonna remind me? Because you know I'm gonna forget. It's simple as a link. Okay. Yes, some people are colorblind. I'm aware of the, the fact that some people are colorblind. And I've recently come to that. What we that's why we don't usually test color. But what I'm going to do now is tell you what color it is. Does that make sense? Do I have any colorblind people? Any? I know I do. Do you think they know they're colorblind? Yes. yes. There's nothing wrong with being colorblind. How do you know when you're looking at yellow, it's supposed to be like, yeah, you know. You, you can know. tell. Something is wrong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at something and you know. I haven't checked that fact, ma'am. I need to check it. All right. Sometimes cartoonists overdo or exaggerate the physical characteristics um, or things in order to make a point. So Jacob Zuma's head is so big, but it's full of nothing. All right? That's the, that's the commentary being made there. All right? Uh, if we, and please don't feel like I'm just picking on Jake. I've got Trump here. I've got everybody coming through. All right? Although I hate Jake. Um, when you study a cartoon, look for any characteristics that seem overdone or overblown. They always overdo Mandela's lips, and they always overdo Mandela's nose. Okay? His lips, that man had the gift of the gab. Oh, yeah. Do you know what the gift of the gab is? He could, he could sit down. Hey, he, he could, could talk nice. He was persuasive, he was sexy, he was intelligent, he was just delicious. He had two, he had three wives. The first one, it's true, he cheated and beat on her when he was young. The second one was Winnie, she beat him. <laughs> and then the third one was Graca Michelle. All right, I just want to tell you what a badass Graca Michelle was, ne? or is. Madam married two presidents. I'm just saying. The Mozambique and, and South Africa. So she's got game, hey? When you look at her, you must just be like, damn. Okay. And both of the men that she married were powerful stalwarts. Yes, sir. Mbavi. All right. Facial characteristics and clothing are some of the most commonly exaggerated characteristics. 
then try to decide what point the cartoonist was trying to make through exaggeration. What is exaggerated in this image of Trump? Sorry, the color printer wasn't working, so I'm going to give you the colors. His hair is very orange, label it. And his hair and his skin are very, very orange. His skin. Yeah. <laughs> is Donald Trump's skin really orange? No. Who said yes? It's not my love. You just think that because you've never seen him without that orange skin. Is his hair really red? No. Right. Orange. We call orange red hair. Right. Here's the thing. What does it say about Donald Trump? So how is he achieving that orange tone? It's, I know it's difficult to ask black people. It's not a tan. I know it's ask brown people. To explain this, but because we don't tan, we don't need no spray tan. We're good. What? How is he achieving the orange skin? I saw him first. Bye. He's texting, and that's making his skin orange. Hear my question: How does Donald Trump get that orange skin tone? No, Brandon? I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, it's because of the things he has said or he's trying to be something, like or he's trying to be black, some, something like that. What? Past, no. No, I was saying, uh, maybe it's because like, you know how white people like, go for tanning, so Donald is always outside, like he's out there, so probably because he's outside he gets the orange skin tone. Yeah. The man is literally every morning putting on bronzer on his whole body to seem... Yeah, like I said, it's difficult for us to know what bronze is. You know, like tanning stuff. You know when you to make your skin look like you've got a tan? And then he's obviously dyeing his hair. So what does, that, what does the cartoonist want us to know about Donald Trump? Because he really exaggerated those colors. This hand's been up long. And how is that wrong? With what? I said tan. No, you said tan. This is bronzer. Tan is when you go outside and you let the sun do the business. Hello. Um, I don't know why, but I've always had a different opinion on his hair. Like, you know a duck? Some ducks are yellow. Are they? Yeah, some ducks are yellow. Right? And a duck is just quite, quite fucking <laughs> nonsense all the time. <laughs> so I've always taken it as his hair being yellow because he talks crap the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, his, his hair is orange because he dyes it. So what is the cartoonist saying about Donald Trump? Why exaggerate these already orange and red features? Is that a hand? Would it be that he's like, okay, you know, the one like he's more self-aware, like he's always trying to fix himself. <clears throat> the word you're looking for is vain. Vain. He's saying Donald Trump is vain. What is vanity? It is an excessive obsession with your appearance. Do you understand? It's like every time there's a reflection, you check yourself. Every time you see a mirror, you check yourself. You're constantly taking photos of yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? Vanity. You never leave the house without makeup. You always have to look like you stepped out of a, a label store. It's an obsession with appearance. Now, why would the cartoonist point that out? Do you want a leader who's so underdeveloped that they're still vain? 
Do you want a vain person who's so concerned with their looks to have their finger on all the nuclear weapons in America? So vanity is a kind of a weakness. Do you understand? It's, a, it's, it's not good to be vain. So let's now look at positioning. Is this cartoonist pro or anti-Trump? Anti-Trump. Now let's look at the picture. It says tweet, 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 tweet. What is the cartoonist accusing Trump of? I saw that hand first, sir. Now, wonderful, Odette. The actual answer is he tweets a lot. Yeah. How did you get to he doesn't think? What gave you he doesn't think before he tweets? There are lots of things that he's doing them like in a short amount of time that he tweets before he leaves. Not enough time to tink, is there? Yeah. Do you all still want to go? I have no idea who was first piece. All right, Brandon. I feel like, uh, so the cartoon, uh, Trump is holding out to his side. Yeah. So I feel like I uh, just tweets, 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 tweets before he thinks and then he leaves. Okay, but now you brought up the peace sign, and what does that mean? Okay. Right? Mm, not quite. Um, guys, I don't know where to go. Where do I go? Can I give the two people who haven't gone yet? Lifa and Rivo? Lifa? Please project. Um, the picture showing that he just tweets about thinking and also thinks. Did you guys hear that? Who didn't hear that and needs Lifa to, to repeat? Be real. Lifa, louder please. Uh, the, the, the picture shows that he's just tweeting and the Bible is going to fall. Whoa. Alright. Revo. Excuse me? Same thing. Right. Pepignani. Lovely observation. Lovely. Svanella, I'm coming, Safan. Also, ma'am, you see, back to what I said. Project, baby. Yeah. Odette, before I go to Safan, what, how can, what else in the image shows us that his tweeting is excessive? Look at his hands. Brandon? His hands have, um, there's this thing, you know, you do this, yeah. and then, I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> like this thing, ma'am. Yes. I feel like, I don't know, I think so. Those, what are those called? Motion lines. They show you where a person is moving. Okay. And it's not just one phone. It's two phones. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You guys know that Twitter has removed <laughs> Donald Trump, right? Yeah. And Facebook and Instagram. Pinterest also banned Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. Safan, then Rivoni. Okay, Rivoni. Project, baby. Yeah. Now, what figure of speech is that? When something. Ah! What is it, Rivo? Irony. Irony. 
Give it to her, yo. There's a discrepancy between the way he's dressed and his position, <coughs> smoking not COVID, and his behavior. Yes, Safan. Uh-huh. The irony by what, like the peace sign that he's trying to create peace, but like when he's continuously tweeting, he's ruining it. Yes, that's why I said Brandon pulled on the pizza. Give it to him. All right, all right. Now we are unpacking. All right. Sorry, I get excited. Um, everybody okay with this? All right. Do we need to take a two-minute break? Let's let's push through. All right. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cover this lesson and then upload and then with the other class I'm gonna do the what's left. Do you understand? So there'll be two videos. Is that cool? Not videos. Yeah. Labeling. Cartoonists often label objects or people to make it ex clear exactly what they stand for. Ask yourself why the cartoonist chose to label that particular person or object. Please highlight that question. You see a label, you ask that question. Remember, these, these illustrations are composed. Nothing is random. Does the label make the meaning of the object clearer? Look at how labeling has been used in this cartoon. I mean, this guy, all right, cool. He's got an iPod. I'm guessing that's, that's the music thing, nah? Yeah. He's got an, a, an iMac, that's Apple, right? Yeah. All right, he's got an iPhone, he's got an iTouch. What's an iTouch? Okay, he's got an iPad and then you broke. So, ah, Rivo's feeling this one. Ah, Chavi's next. All right, Rivo, what's, what's going on here? So Project, baby. He hasn't Try again, baby. I hear you know the answer. Try again. The first part is right. What's the second part? Okay, so you're saying he's more invested in his gadgets. All right, thank you, ma'am, for that observation. Chavi, you were next. I have no idea, boys. I was thinking that this guy is more focused on technology than actually making money. All right, more focused on tech than making money. Yesterday. All right. Why are we all listening? All right. Uh, I'm going this way because last time I was this way. Ma'am, what if, like, I don't know if it's going to be ironic by showing that you don't look at the whole picture. Because if you think about it, after where the pants, I think they, like, pointed at the pants and they said you're broke. What but are they, they pointing at? The pants. Not the pants. Pockets. His pockets. Ooh. Where does the wallet stay? All right, keep but going, I, Seth. But what I, I was thinking if they're pointing at the clothes, there's nothing below his iPhone there. Where, he's, where he has anything expensive, so you don't look at the whole picture. Mm. They just judge it from the bottom part, but if they look above him, they'll see how much money actually he has. You think? All right, Brandon? I would say, uh, you say you're, you're broke because spending money which he doesn't have. Like, he's spending yeah. money on gadgets, but he actually doesn't have that money. Like, he has the money, but um, it, it's not for this. Okay, okay. I think it was you. I was going to build on Rabuni's point and say that. Project? I was going to build on Rabuni's point and saying that he has expensive taste 
but he, he can't afford the lifestyle. Ah, we're getting closer. It's the lifestyle. Hello, project. All the all right, so what's the criticism? What's the criticism? I saw Lifa guys, then Musima. All right, Li, uh, Musima. Yes, getting there, lifestyle, showing the world. You see how we're edging closer to the criticism. Brandon. You see, you see Donald Trump is vain, right? Yes. So I feel like this guy is also vain. Why? Because, um, you see, vain means uh, you're obsessed how you look, right? Your so appearance, your... I, your I, feel like, I feel like all of these things are I, 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 which is like ample. Oh, round of applause. Come on. I, 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 I. Nice, Brandon. Keep going. No! Anybody, Leafa, that was a hand? Are you done? All right. Guys, the criticism here is that this guy is materialistic. The problem is materialism. Always trying to get the most in fashion, trending technology to show everybody that you've got money back at the farm. You broke. It reminds me of those people at Ikasi who drive like Benzes, but they live in the garage. And I'm just like, what the hell, my guy? Boo, take the Benz money, build a house, rent the house, buy a Benz. No? I sound like? Hey, those of you who don't know what you're going to do with your lives after school, nah, you can take a two-week TESOL course even without a degree, and you can go teach overseas. I've thought of plans for all of you. This whole holiday was about you. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. I think I missed you some shit. I don't know. All right. Okay. Does anybody want to address Rebo's question? Yes. Okay. Project, please. But I don't think it's like that with everyone because you find there are people who have that money and they dress up to look rich, and then there's those people who have money. I think this part is really Yeah. So you can be materialistic with tech but not clothes. You can be materialistic with clothes and not tech. Or you can be like me. I'm bougie when it comes to food. Like me and takeout, I need to stop that shit. Uh, stuff. Ah, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Freaking Safan in this video. So materialism doesn't mean, you know, it, it just, it means in an area you're bougie. All right. And also he can't have money. He's broke. So to maintain this image, to, to, to and also the excess, iPhone, iTouch, iPad. Do these things really do so many different things though? No. Oh. I'm going from Bavi hasn't spoken and then I'm moving on to analogy. Yeah, 
ain't never tell yourself then it calls you broke because you don't have that no no I, I hear what you're saying but they've literally put irony there for us to tell us that, that we mustn't interpret it that way can you see there it says irony alright so the irony is you look rich you would think you're rich hunted back at the farm you broke alright shall we move on to analogy are you guys strong do you need a two minute break two minute break I don't know how to pause this though we're flowing. We're flowing. Okay. If, all right, all right, all right. If you need a two-minute break, take it. We're recording. Okay. Now we're looking at analogy. Now, thank God. Are you seeing that in English, things start to double up? Uh, we've now covered irony, which is figurative language, and now we're covering analogy. So what I'm saying to you is if you freaking take the time to learn this stuff, you're going to be okay. But can't you know? An analogy is a comparison between two unlike things that share some characteristics. Ranai, baby. Okada, you need to take a walk. <laughs> Mara, you're not, I'll tell you, you're not learning, my guy. There's no point, guys. There's no point pretending. There's none. All right. Um, how does an analogy differ from a metaphor? A metaphor compares one characteristic to another. An analogy has several characteristics that are the same. Hello? And an, okay, a metaphor is like her smile is the sun. Smile compared to sun. Her smile is the sun and every time she smiles at me, it brightens and warms my day. That's an analogy now. I've extended it. Cool. By comparing a complex issue or situation with a more familiar one, highlight that part. So we take concepts people might not know about and we compare them to concepts people know about to help them understand how the one concept they don't know about is similar to the concept they do know about, which then improves their learning. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Now, if I give you a, 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 a cartoon that has an analogy, I'm trying to break your back. That is the test. Are we clear? Cool. Um, uh, cartoonists can help their readers see it in a different light. What is this cartoon's main analogy? We're going to... Ah, Safan. Can I, can I say... Yeah, of course you can. I think they're comparing the economy to a person who's dying in hospital. Aha. Uh -huh. And like, the main thing about... All right, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So, what's happening to the economy? Why cannot not be fixed? Who is that person? Look at him. How do you know it's Obama? Ah, what have they done to the ears? Does that make him easier to identify? Yes. Do you now understand exaggeration? Yes. Do we need to go over this cartoon? No. Cool. Now we look at irony. Is, uh, guys, I actually want to check. Is everyone okay with that cartoon? Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Hello, ma'am. Ma'am, if they're saying that the economy is dying, right? Yeah. Did Obama not save it during his time of presidency or when he was getting into being elected? But, yes, he did, ma'am. He actually brought the economy back, so... What positioning is this cartoonist on? If Obama is a Democrat, what's this cartoonist? What's the other side? Sorry? Republican. 
because it was Obama and Biden who saved the economy. Now we also see some onomatopoeia in there. What is it? What does, what, some, what is it, you, you just said it, but could you say it for us again? What does that sound tell us? No, no, no. Connected to the machine. Look where it's coming from. Oh, and it's the machine. So the person has not necessarily died, flatlined. Are we clear? Almost dead. Oh, pretty much. All right. Now we look at irony, my love bugs. Irony is the difference between the ways things are and the way ways the way things should be, or the way things are expected to be. So you know, like. A fireman's house burning down. That's funny. <laughs> like, it's just not what you would think would happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Or when the police station gets robbed, you're like, oh. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And there are different kinds of irony. Please write this down. There's dramatic irony. That's when the audience knows something that the actors don't know. We're going to see some dramatic irony in, in Macbeth. All right? Then there's situational irony, which they've described for us here. Uh, dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that the characters don't. So you know when you're watching horror movies and the dumb blonde is, and you're like, don't go there! <laughs> you know, and you're just like, Ash, go and die. I don't watch, I don't scare myself for fun either, my guy. Yo, I, people are sick in the head, yo. Okay. I don't know how... The, what, those are psychopaths. <laughs> when you look at a cartoon, see if you can find any irony in the situation uh, the cartoon depicts. If you can think about what point the irony might be intended to emphasize, does the irony help the cartoonist express his or her opinion effectively? Let's look at the first cartoon. This guy is quite obviously stranded on an island. Can you see it? All right. And what come? <laughs> what does this guy need to get off this island? He needs a boat. And this is the one occasion where I'm like, nah, book will not do. And what floats towards him? What's the title? Does he need that? And then what does it say? A book! A book! How do I know I must shout that? All right. Uh, finally, something to take my mind off this terrible predicament. What's that? No, what's that second part? Figure of speech. What does the book that floated up to him say? What does he say? Something to take my mind off of this predicament. What figure of speech is that? It's not necessarily irony. What do you say? What is it when you say the opposite of what you mean? Sarcasm. Guys, I'm getting pissed. Thank you. He's being sarcastic. And it is an ironic. He's being sarcastic, but it is an ironic situation. Do you understand? Are you sure? Hello, sir. Why did we say that he actually needs a boat to get him off the island? A boat. A boat, sorry. But when he's, what, what the, the speech bubble actually says he just wants to get his mind off being like lonely and that. But then I think the ironic part, we are getting, if that's what you meant, we're getting confused 
because the irony is the fact that even the book will make you more depressed or lonely because the book's exactly what we're saying. Oh. Brandon, start again. Maybe they'll join you. <laughs> All right, and now we look at it, the second cartoon. Now here we have they've used size here. Okay, crumbs for the people. Who, uh, who can tell me what's wrong with this picture? Chubby was first. In terms of business, this owner is giving the workers more than they can. Yes, he is. Who else can see something severely wrong here? Uh, like he has a chicken there. Like he's taking everything for himself and then giving like a small thing. Exactly. Who else can see something? Yes, Kobani. Please project. Sorry? Yes, there's a, there's a financial discrepancy here, right? Okay. Uh, Lufuno. Yes, which percent? Right, and what are we getting? Right, if you guys had watched that video, you would have seen that there's enough land on the earth for everyone to have five acres. Yes. Sorry, he, they, these guys were, were next. Hello? Um, doesn't it also mean because that other picture is like a bigger picture and the people are positioned like on the bottom there, so doesn't it show that he's superior to them? Safan. Could it be racial? You know, the reason I say this, look at the woman. We don't have color, so we can't tell. But if I'm not wrong, but the woman is the one woman, I think she's wearing, like, Indian clothes. Yes, a sari. I see a sari. Yeah, a sari, man. But then I think if we, if we saw the color, we'd be able to tell. Yeah. But then I, it might. But look, there are, there are English people there. There are black people there. But I see that. I'm just saying. Um, I see a ponytail of um, Kelly hair. That has to be a whitey. Anybody see a fro? <laughs> okay, Musima. Yes. Leave us that a hand, sir. I'm coming. Like saying the, the rich people are eating good while the less rich people are getting drunk. Yes. Yes. Please project, baby. I'm telling you about what you said about the five acres thing. Uh-huh. This guy is a food chicken in front of him. This guy is what? He's a food chicken in front of him. And he knows he's not going to finish it. But he's still going to give them crumbs. And what is he going to do with the leftover chicken? He's just going to throw it away. He's going to throw it away. So this is about class. This is about inequality, economic inequality. How can one person have the bigger share and the, the majority of the people have the smaller share. That's greed. Yes, but that is the reality of the world. If you watch the 1% video, you'll be shocked. You'll be, and the question I pose to you is this. I got it, you're free. So who owns South Africa? I can't wars over colonialism is bad. 
Who owns South African land? Uh, stop guessing. Do some research. Okay. Uh, okay. First, he. Okay. Then, hello. I don't know, but even, even if the cups fill up those things, it's still not enough for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Okay. Patrick, and then my head. This guy is. Shh, 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 shh. This guy is alone feeling pressure. And then these people are fighting. Wonderful. Wonderful. His point is, this guy is alone and he has space, all right? More than he needs is what you're saying. And then these people are packed. So this is not just about food, as Patrick is pointing out. This is about space, right? Mahek. And isn't it also shorter than this, who will have to rely on the rich ones? Even if they're just getting leftovers to survive, don't take it. It makes us. Are you 1%? <laughs> It makes us, I know you think your parents have money, but they don't, okay? It makes us dependent on them. No, baby, you know I'm comparing, you need to go watch those videos. I'm talking money now, okay? So it makes us dependent on them, making us enslaved too. Why do we tell kids to work hard in school? Be free. No. So that you don't work for the 1%. Do you feel me? Don't, like those of you that are thinking I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to get a job, you're going the wrong way. You should be thinking I'm going to get skills and I'm going to... Now, if you look up who owns Twin Saver and who owns all this toilet paper, you will see that it's none of us. Imagine if you started selling South African toilet paper, we'll get rid of the pan-optional shit in this country. You feel me? Is toilet paper not a, a, a necessary thing everybody buys? Do you feel? Some of you will get even smarter. Some of you will get smarter. You'll buy that water-making machine. And guess who you'll be? You'll be a water supplier. What do you have to do every morning? Hit the button. Do you feel me? So what do you do with your day, whatever you like? So y'all are going about thinking about the future the wrong way. Do you feel me? You got to think about what subject do I hate? What, do, what exercises do I hate doing? Don't go into a job where you have to do that. Hey, let's move. Last one. Oh, this is my favorite one. All right. First thing, so the one fish goes, first he warms our bowl. Now he's feeding us. And you thought he wasn't friendly. Uh, what's this cat doing? Cooking the fish. You're cooking the fish? What is he feeding them? Is he feeding them? He's seasoning them. Do you feel me? <laughs> Riboni. Yes. And, and, and hello Patrick uh, <laughs> Yo 
Right, let's look at color. Um, actually, guys, do you... Hello. Yeah, let's look at color. Um, I should also... Bugala, it's really not difficult for me. I already have the links. Please just send me a message. Um, symbolism and color wheel. So everyone knows what the symbols of colors are. Cool. Or what colors symbolize. Right. Ask yourself... What colors did the illustrator use? All right. What colors are used most or least? Does that make sense? Because colors symbolize things. And if I use the color red in, the, in that burning star of David example that I gave you, what am I saying? If I see red flowing from the fire, what am I saying? Pardon? The Jews are in danger. A little bit more than danger. The star of David's on a fire, and there are red lines flowing from the fire. What am I saying is happening? What does the star, who does the star of David represent? The Jews. All right, who's got an answer for me here? Musima. Star of red symbolizes death, meaning death, 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 Blood. So what's happening to the Jews? How do I know it's the Jews and not the Muslims? Now, what if I put the moon and the... Does that make sense? If I put the Christian cross, the Muslims... Um, what's it called? The sun and the... The sun and the star, and I put the star. The moon and the star. The crescent. There's war. Is there a repetition of colors? Is there only one color? Colors can be separated into two groups. Highlight two groups. Warm colors and cool colors. Pets! Pets! Warm colors and cool colors. Okay? Warm colors, including red, orange, and yellow, may be used to evoke feelings of comfort and warmth. It can also be used to express danger and embarrassment. Cool colors, blue, green, and purple, may represent calm and tranquility. What does tranquility mean? Peace. When we, say a when we say something, a tranquil garden, we mean it as a calming, soothing, peaceful garden. Tranquil, tranquility. Okay. Otherwise, it can mean sadness and misery. Remember that a group of colors can represent an overall meaning. Red, blue, and white can represent Australian or American flags and symbolizes patriotism. They are the most famous combination, like the American flag is the most famous combination of red, blue, and white. It belongs to them. It just does. Everyone associates it with them. Okay. <coughs> Interesting that South African flag is comprised of warm colors, the old one and the new one. No, no. The Democratic flag and the National Party flag. This is the Democratic one, yes. Yeah. Is that a, yeah? 
people should go home. <laughs> this is South Africa. Okay? This is the flag. You feel me? This is the flag. Go home. I'm done with these people. Jesus. You know they're going to be like, oh, what's new racist? Yeah, look at the Mexican situation on the Mexican border. What's going on? I'm just going to dance. I'm going to kill you. I'll send you a video. Baby, I'm not afraid to tell you, call hypocrisy. I'm just a little afraid of swearing and your parents hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, red, orange, and dark brown can represent earth and nature. While analyzing colorful cartoons, also consider that many cartoons are black and white. Although these cartoons contain color, illustrators use other methods to create meaning. Guys, highlight the word shading. All right? So you may come across a black and white Photograph, you feel me? But they've used shading to make some areas darker, some areas lighter. Do you understand? Cool. Heavy shading can mean power and solidity. Light shading can indicate frailty and insignificance. That's pretty sensible, right? Dark, strong, light, weak. All right. Um, what textures or patterns are used, smooth or rough? Texture refers to how something feels when you run your hand over it. Now you have to look at the cartoon and ask yourself, would this be smooth? The way, is it, the way it's been drawn, is it smooth or is it coarse? Does that make sense? Awesome. What shapes are there? Remember that no cartoons are simply just black and white. Seth, I see a hand. Oh, um, we looked at this cartoon in class. Why did Japiro use color here? Could somebody please look up the rape cartoon by Japiro so we can get the colors? And let's talk about, let's, while somebody's looking it up, Safan, let's talk about, hello. Okay. You know, what, the first thing I noticed was the SA on the woman. Yeah. So, and that's, I think that's uh, the Guptas and Jeffrey Yes. Because of the, the other guy's nose. Yes. No, my goodness, they did. All right, but this is what situation is going on here. Don't be afraid, Odette. It's a rape situation because. Okay, let's talk. Is this rape or gang rape? And what are they saying these people have done to our country? Raped it of what? Dignity? Resources? It is the flag. Right. Every, oh, Safi, um, Safan, save and send this to me so I can put it on the group. Hello? Coming? Medium, the only one thing, but there's something there next to the woman's leg. 
Yes. He means the putty things. No, guys, he's talking about the stuff around the woman's legs. No. Left. Just look it up. Um, yeah, that's a shoe, but I don't think that's what he's talking about. There is one, there's nothing else. What is the puppy stuff around her leg? That's dust. They show she's on the ground. Guy, please make that point. I think I think the puppy stuff around it is dust. Yeah. Okay, so let's now look at all the writing. Uh, I can't read that. My eyes are bad. What the? What is the f state organs? And the first one is U A and C. Sorry. All right, and then cronies, ink. What's what is cronyism, guys? We have nepotism, and then we have cronyism. Does anyone know what nepotism is? Yes. Hit me. No, I don't know how to explain it, but is it, I know how to explain it, but I don't know how to say it. Let's say you're the principal in the school, and you hire all of your family, like, everyone related to you. That's nepotism. Thank you, Mbavi. What's cronyism? I heard it. Someone said it. Yes. So I want to send you a photo now. It scared me to death. Uh, and it, it shows the, the military leader in the United States. 40 years experience. Three degrees. And then the, the person in our country has a diploma. The person in charge of our guns. Are you hearing me? Guys, are you hearing me? All right. So the rest is not too difficult. It's speech bubbles, foreground, midground, and angle. But that I will cover with the other class. And it will all be under visual literacy on <laughs> podcast. Huh? They're back to back. I can see my All right. How much? Odette? Why is it in this country, let's say you apply for your job and like, you're like over, why do they tell you if you have like a lot of degrees, for example, and they tell you that you're overqualified? It means they cannot afford to pay you what you are worth. Okay, the race quota exists. <laughs> the race quota, can I have the floor? The race quota exists because in the past, Indians and blacks and any other person of color, those people were restricted, which created a legacy of poverty, a legacy of um, 
lack of education and inability to engage with the modern world. So the government has now decided that to counterbalance that, there will be more blacks and more Indians um, allocated and white people or people who are not, who are melanin deficient, um, will have fewer opportunities to counterbalance. But you see, I just think that's crazy. Why didn't you just build more so everyone could have more? I don't know. And then if they really care about how smart and educated you are, why is it, I'm going to be tired because everyone knows this, why is it easier for black people to get into university with low amounts? The mark issue doesn't count. What they're trying to accomplish is more educated black people. But I hear the irony. How educated are they going to be if their marks are, are below the, the par? It's not a, it, it was a very simplistically thought out. It's a good solution, but too simplistically thought out. Because when the apartheid government built, they built for their people. So there's only enough for a small group of people. And our government in 27 years has failed to build another university. And had they built another university, which really doesn't cost that much money, um, we would not have to have quotas for at least university. And if they had expanded the economy, we would not be in a position where people are vying for jobs. But they did not do that. they frustrate me as well. Okay, we're recording. Do not swear. I think I'm telling myself. All right, I looked at the, the questions at the top of the page. Those are just to get you thinking. And then we looked at um, symbolism and what it means. I'm supposed to upload a link to a page that has like all kinds of symbols in the Western world. So then we looked at exaggeration. All right. Um, and then we looked at labeling. So with the cartoon, the main idea is that if a picture paints a thousand words, then one picture has to speak volumes. Does that make sense? So instead of, and I, I said this, and I don't know why I'm saying it again, but I just want to do it. Um, instead of saying anti-Semitism is, is the dislike of Jewish people. It began in the Bible, and then it, no, you just put the Star of David on fire. Does that make sense? What does the Star of David represent? Right? Jewish religion. Careful. Judaism is a religion, not a people. Okay. And then so forth and so on. All right. And then I looked at analogy. This one's important. Um, I feel like if we just look at the picture now, who can tell me what is being said. If an analogy is, uh, let me read. Uh, I got it, because I'm recording. If an analogy is a comparison between two unlike things, an analogy is a comparison between two unlike things that share characteristics, right? So if you don't understand one thing, we then attach it to something else that you do understand. So that when you read the thing you don't understand, you just take the properties of the things you do understand and you borrow it to what you don't understand and you build a bigger picture. So and a great analogy is to say, um, I'm going to bastardize it, um, the sword is to war what the pen is to paper. Do you get it? Yes. Awesome. And then we looked at irony. I highly recommend that you look at irony. 
And once we were done looking at irony, um, we looked at color. So that's as far as I got. And today what I'm looking at with you is angles and context. Am I correct? Yes. Speech bubbles, foregrounding, and mid-angle. Let's go with speech bubbles. All right, everyone ready? You need a pen to take notes. So, you should notice that we're starting to repeat concepts now in English. Who is speaking? What are they saying? And how are they saying it? Who is silent? Look at how the speech bubbles are drawn for clues. So, this is where we discuss form and content, right? Let's just say there's a big... It's not going to make sense to draw a perfectly round speech bubble to put in. Does that make sense? You're going to put it in the one that looks like it's, electro it's being electrocuted. Does that make sense? All right. So let's look at the first one. I can't read. It says normal speech. So that's just when two people are having a dialogue. Does that make sense? All right. And guys, who wants to make 500 rand? Awesome. Uh, there's a new competition where you tell a story in pictures. You use your friends. All right. And 500 rand. A week. For each. You feeling me? Each person. Yeah. You feel me? So let's just say you want to tell a story of Afrikaans, you know, how it drops you, or mathematics. So, you know, maybe the person starts off like, I'm going to math, you know? And then the next picture's at the end of the day where they're like, math went to me. <laughs> you know, and then the rest, the, the, so you've not told the beginning and the end, and then the rest tells how we got to the end. Oh, you, you see what I'm saying? Yes. And hey, let's push the limits, shall we? Don't you guys like it when we can do that? I'm saying we should do sex, not the real one. <laughs> okay, and then we have a speech bubble that says normal person vertical, and a speech bubble that says speech in two parts. So there you can be what the person is thinking and what they say. Like, I hate you so much, I wish you would die. Oh, you look gorgeous. Imagine if your cartoon was about what people say, what, ah, what students say to teachers as opposed to what they're thinking, you know? Or the teacher writes, oh, look at beauty. She's really concentrating in beauty's mind. Don't kill her, don't kill her, don't kill her, don't kill her. <laughs> Do you feel me? Yes. So this isn't just like, no, we're going to learn visual literacy. Hell no. We're going to make some money. Hell. The next one has a little cut in it. And it says, I can't read that, y'all. All right. That means, you know what the panel is? Okay. In a cartoon strip, you have those different blocks that tell different sections. That's a panel. So this speech bubble is off the panel. What? When would you use a speech bubble off the panel? I don't know. All right, the next one is yelling. Can you see how yelling would do? All right. Um, I can't read that, y'all. Imagine someone is dying. Do you know what I'm saying? Or they're about to pass out. Or they're in a... Man? A ghost. Like, no, like a person's dying and their ghost is like, 
The code to the gold vault is four cents. <laughs> Do you feel me? Yes. All right, guys, now nah, I crack myself up. I really hope you find me funny. Like, <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Go for a treasure hunt. And then when they find us, didn't you have fun? <laughs> Put roses on my face. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the next one says, whispering. Yes? Can you see how it's broken up? All right. And then the next one says, announcement. Can you see how the shape, which is the form, matches the content, which is the information? Wonderful. And then thinking. And then daydreaming. I could have daydreams there, just floating. So it's got a nice wobbly shape to it. All right. And then the next one says caption or narration. So your story that you give to the, to the newspaper might not be conversations or captions. It might be, a, do you feel me? A, a narrative. Guys, please tell me you're feeling a little bit excited. Right? Do you see why I didn't want to do the damn papers first? Yeah. Hey, we've got things to do here. But don't worry, I'm on it. And then the next one says, negative emotions. So there they've darkened the bubble, but the negative emotions are lightened, which contrasts. Does that make sense? And it exaggerates. Beautiful. Everybody understand the different ways you can use captions? Does everybody understand how? You, do you see that? That's something to learn, y'all. All right. So then now you understand how they are used. Now you have to interpret them. Yes, baby girl. Um, man, for the speech in two parts, couldn't it be like, does it only have to be like a thought plus speaking or could it be like you speaking and then thinking things? Like, like he lost a train of thought and then he spoke again? Like, there is no limit to creativity, ma'am. That is perfectly fine. Okay. Right. Now, um, unfortunately, this document only discusses the foreground. Please, there at the heading, add midground and background. Okay. So when we talk about a one-dimensional cartoon, we're saying the picture is in the forefront and there's nothing happening in the background or the midground, right? But when we're talking about complex cartoons, the artists will lengthen their canvas. It's flat, but they will draw the things in the front either small or bigger and then going all the way back. So you then get to create three layers plus the sky. Does that make sense? So we've got one-dimensional, two-dimensional, and three-dimensional images. The question is to identify. And a really good examiner will link what's in the foreground with the midground and the background. Make sense, my love bucks? Yes. All right, let's have a look. The focus of a cartoon can indicate the main issue or situation. What is in focus or foregrounded? What is in the background and why? Let's unpack Madiba. What have they, which of his features have they exaggerated? His lips, now, hello? And his eyes and his cheekbones. Do we agree? Yes. Now, we exaggerate Zuma's head 
we make it bigger to make an ironic situation which is is not very intelligent. Thank you very much, Langi. I didn't say it on record. That was you. May the ANC and the Nkondo Sizwe find you. Langi. Marivat. Shepard. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Right. So why then, if we understand why they exaggerate Zuma's head, have they exaggerated Madiba's mouth? What are they saying? He has spoken to the people and we've all heard. He's the what of South Africa? He's the voice, yes? Now, negative people might be like, yeah, he speaks too much, young. Do you feel me? So it's all about perception, all right? Why have they exaggerated his eyes? What did Madiba have that a lot of people didn't? He could see, but I'm looking for a better word for, for see. He had, he had vision. Does that make sense? When everybody was like, no, let's kill all the white people, he was like, do you know how to farm? Do you know how to fly a plane? We've been teaching Bantu education. Are our teachers equipped? And he said, instead of putting them in jail, let's put them to work. They work off their sins. Do you feel what I'm saying? Is that not how we are sitting here? What color teachers do you think I have? No, white, my, my guy. Predominantly white. Do you understand? Am I teaching a white class? And do you see how his vision has drawn? Am I a decent teacher? Do you see Madiba's vision? There we go. You feel me? Mm-hmm. All right. And then, why? Not, not everything is attacked. Sometimes we exaggerate to identify. Does Madiba have some serious cheekbones? He does. They're quite high. Okay? But they're not that exaggerated. But when we see that, just like if you flip over and look at the other picture of the person in the hospital, identify the other man there. How do you know it's Obama, Sana? Perfect. He's been caricaturized. Does that make sense, my love bugs? All right, all right. And then now let's look at the foreground. We've got Madiba. And people, young, what, what's happening from his shirt? What is happening? No, no, no. On his shirt. What's happening? Look carefully at his shirt. So what are they saying he's done for this country? What does a woman do? So what has he birthed? Is this cartoonist in favor or opposition to Madiba? All right, you know, and I have the most respect for this man, but you know in his first marriage he cheated and he beat. Yes? So there are many things to criticize Madiba about. But this person is saying, yeah, in his youth he was a rascal. But as he grew older, his entire life was given to his people. 27 years in prison, yo. He could have made a deal. Okay. And then they're walking off of him. Do you see? And they're moving into the midground. So he's in the foreground. Can you see that big white space there? That's the midground and the very back. Can you see the shading and the lines? That's the background. So now we look at the, mid, the foreground, 
people, Madiba, mid-ground people walking, the one person on his hand is walking off with? Right, so what's happening in the mid-ground? People are? And? What gave you working, man? Education, sure, but look at the person with the ladder. What are they doing for the country? Building. Do you see? So in the foreground, they put Madiba. In the midground, they put all kinds of people being constructive. All right? And then in the background, it's showing where it goes back, man. This man has been doing this. Do you feel me? So this is the perfect example of how to use foreground, midground, and background to, 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 give, to provide the message that says, this is the guy. Now we look at the, 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 um, the caption, right? And it says, 67 minutes for Mandela. I can't read the rest. Take action. Is that, what kind of a sentence is that? Thank you. Inspire change. What kind of sentence? What kind of instruction is that? Make every day Mandela Day. What kind is that? How many commands have you received? Very powerful, is it not? So here you see a man who's given everything for, for everyone. He's bigger than everyone. But unlike in the other cartoon where the person was eating the chicken by themselves, he is and then leaving the crumbs for the people. He is taking bits of himself. And he is giving. And so they're saying, give back. Powerful message, don't you think? I think so. Right. Um, are we, any questions there? Everybody cool? Hello, baby. Yes. Yes. So you must root yourself in? Who? You must emulate whose morals? Pretty powerful. And look at what else. They took, we all know Madiba shirts, right? And they all have those lines, right? So the cartoonist has manipulated an item of clothing, a style of dress that is Madiba. And instead of just there being lines, those lines he's then turned into people. Does that make sense? So his, it's not just Mandela, it's everything. His clothing, his, his facial features, his body positioning, everything about it is meant to celebrate, exaggerate, um, inspire and motivate you to emulate this man. Okay? Now, critical thinkers... Critical thinkers will go, sure, sure, he did a lot for the country, he sacrificed his life, he was at meetings, he stood for us at the Ravonia trials, he made sure that the story of South Africa got out, he came out, but other people might be like, you bought peace with our dead people's blood. Yes, there's a new generation sitting here, but there are people in the grave who were murdered by the apartheid regime and never received justice. Critical thinker might say, is that what we want to put out there? A critical thinker might say, you know, 
this guy beat his wife. That's GBV. Can we agree? Yeah. Critical thinker might say, I know it's 80 whatever years ago, but I... So you need to not only understand the cartoon, but you need to ask yourself, am I feeling this? And you don't have to agree with me. You know the rules, right? Vukuro. Wonderful. That's another type of critical thinking. Counter-argument. Is that a hand or no? Yes. And the critical thinker might say, uh, Mandela brought peace to making soft with Buddha for this class. Okay. Okay. Yo. Sorry, Madiba. <laughs> now I was just teaching visual lit. <laughs> critical thinker might say that. Everybody understanding, my love bugs? All right, let's move on to the last bit. All right, we look at angles. Now, this isn't going to be something new for you guys to learn. I think you understand angles, am I correct? Right, so angles. Now, the, the key thing you need to understand about language is it's manipulation. Whether you're reading it, you're watching it, or you're viewing it, it you are being manipulated. And you need to be able to understand, no, or yeah. You feel me? Yes. All right. Angles often provide readers an indication of the status. Highlight the word status. Okay? Remember, we don't have many words in the picture, so we need to use other methods to give you an idea of what's inferior and therefore photographed, as in the first example, from a high angle. So if I'm a high angle and I'm looking down on a student, who's got the power? The teacher. Now, look at the second one. This person is being photographed from a low angle, which is here. Does that make sense? You even see Mrs. Walla on the floor sometimes trying to get this angle, right? So if you now look at the foyer and you see all of our athletes, she tried, she, did you, did, have you noticed? Yeah, just not much, fractional. Why? Because they are the stars of this particular genre. And we need to look up. Make sense? All right. Now, if I'm level with you, that means we are of equal? Right. Now, even if I'm level, stand please and dear me. All right? And I'm like this. Who's got the power? This is my child, I'm the parent. My body language is pointing at status. Take a seat. Thank you, ma'am. If the angle is sloping down, then it creates an image of a, a smaller person or item. This indicates highlight weakness, inferiority, and powerlessness. Weakness, inferiority, and powerlessness. Everybody understand those words, my loves? Mm -hmm. All right. 
An angle sloping up towards a person or item provides it with power, superiority, and authority. A straight-on angle can represent equality. How do these two differ? I don't think we need to go anywhere. Are we all good with that? All right. Then we look at facial expressions. And this is where I just don't understand how y'all fail. You're the emoji generation. How the hell can you not read a facial expression? If you fail my facial expressions tomorrow, I will help you with extra classes. <laughs> this isn't going to work long term. I can't threaten you here. You? I don't threaten the kids. All right. I just saw people going to jail for this whole thing. I'm just like, Roshni, push them away. You know? Did I get a man? Bukuro. Yeah, no, I understand. They are sexual. You just send a person a fruit. Uh, 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 even if it's a fruit none of us eats and then it's on. You've turned everything sexual. You know, I, when I say I'm a Netflix and chill, what I mean is I'm a chill on the couch and watch Netflix. What y'all mean? Uh, don't educate me here. <laughs> you were saying you don't use emojis, huh? Let's stick with this. <laughs> Why must your generation overcomplicate everything? You are so full of crap. Oh, just use the emojis, man, as they are designed. You know I like that you're mixing it up, though, right? It's cool. I like how you guys keep forming your own languages. All right, so facial expressions are key to the character's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Look for the detail. Look at the shape of the eyes because they will denote shock, boredom, interest. Our eyes change shape based on what we are watching. If we are interested, our eyes are like, I don't know why we don't open them to see more. We're like, all right? When we are shocked, that's when the eyes are like, yo. So watch, there might be a discrepancy between what someone's body language is saying and what the caption is saying. Does that make sense? And I might hone in there and be like, what's happening here? You feel? Cool. Um, eyebrows and shape of the mouth. Those are the ones that really give it away. The eyebrows and the shape of the mouth and the eyes. Okay. Um, look at the hands carefully and at how a character is sitting or walking. Body language. Are they sitting upright and, you know, attentive? Are they slouched like Masala, who's just constantly trying to get through life, you know? Or are they like Shengani, who looks like he's chilling, but he's actually listening? Or are they like Sana, who scares the crap out of you like this? Ah, <laughs> uh, if I write it, I'm going to tell you where you said it. What did you say? <laughs> All right? 
and you, you know, you, there's all kinds of body language. You can, and you guys are like, how did ma'am know that I, I trained you idiot. You can say yes, ma'am, and I know I'm raw of tech. Do you know how many kids have gone? There's no problem, ma'am. Get ready. If you had a gun, there would be a problem. <laughs> okay. And then we look at images. I am not going to teach kids who use taxis. Who doesn't use taxis up in here? The taxi. Make masala coconut. Shengani, coconut. Guys, like, and then the taxi driver's like, is he stopping? He's going, what is he telling you? I'm not going, I'm going, I'm turning. Understand? Yeah. So, like, we, we all know it, you know, like, we use all our body language. And the key is start paying attention to it. I love taxi drivers, you know. You know they saved us. Did I mention this last year? Last year, yesterday? Guys, these guys, our Limpopo Taxi Association, you saw what is happening in KZN. They got all the extra taxis that are not moving because of COVID. My family owns taxis. And they were like, we are going to rent your taxis. They took and put taxis at every entrance to Limpopo to see which of these KZN people are coming here to cause duck. Why did Limpopo not experience what KZN and Gauteng? We're only, two, we're only a few kilometers from Gauteng, really. Taxi Association. So when you see those guys, they saved us. You give them up. Thank you. You feel me? must respect our elders, especially the ones that are doing the things to make the parts to be done. All right, my babies. Flip the page, last one. This is the one where y'all get tripped up, okay? Because in order to understand a cartoon, you require some background knowledge, which means you must be keeping track of what's happening in the world, you feel me? Now, your English teacher keeps trying to give you documentaries. She keeps trying. Maybe I must make them shorter. I don't know. But you've got to keep apprised because I'm not going to necessarily, I'm not history. I'm not going to pick a cartoon from history from 1945. I'm an English teacher. I, my, it's relevant. So it's about what's happening now. Are you guys with me, my loves? Yes. All right. So here we've got my least favorite couple on earth because I don't see why I should pay attention to them. And I don't understand why they're more special than us when we've been through apartheid and we've already agreed on equality, but you've still got kings and queens that have more attention than everybody that get paid by all our taxes and only have to make appearances where you smile. That's not called an employment. It is not. That's just called... <laughs> things. We, who have we got in this cartoon? Is that ha Harry and Kate? Right. While Prince William appears to be proud and excited to introduce Kate to his family, his fiancée's expression demonstrates that perhaps she may be apprehensive. Did you look up that word in the reading? What does it mean? You must be going for an, a distinction win. Mm -hmm. Okay. About the event, how can we justify that statement he's excited just looking at body language and she is not so excited Bukuru is that a hand yes all right go baby uh, her eyes are wide open her eyebrows are out and whole body is like pulling him back mm. what her mouth is pursed 
This is pursed. Do you feel me? All right. Wonderful. Okay? So now you've picked out the things. Don't forget to explain what they mean. That's where everyone loses marks, ne? So between Klangi and Vukuro, with what you have highlighted, explain what it means, please. Please project. What, what has what you... It's, it's, not, it's not new. Okay, so her pulling him back obviously means that she doesn't want to go to the family. She's like, no, we're the other way. Wonderful. And her eye wide open, her eyebrows, like she's very scared. She's shocked. Mm. And she seems uncomfortable around the family. She seems? She seems... She seems uncomfortable around the family. Baby, that's an observation. It's fantastic. But remember, I need evidence from where? Um, based on the fact that she is, as um, as our sister has moved forward, she 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 is uh, moving backwards. Wonderful. Wonderful. Is that a hand? Yes. I'm not sure if I could add to what Sandy said, but she has closed the body, something, something. All <laughs> the things we learn. Closed body language. Also, look at her spine. That's rigid. Do you understand? People are not naturally rigid. We're quite comfortable. And I notice in this class, you guys seem very... When I walk in and you're in other classes, you're always sitting up. But in this class, you seem to be able to chill. Am I correct? Does it affect your work? Sometimes. Masala don't like. <laughs> okay? But it's, it's nice to allow people to just... You know, you guys can say to me, ma'am, I need to go for a walk. I can't. I'm done listening. Do you feel me? Uh, I don't like this formal crap. All right. How does the family... Sorry. Yo, excuse How does the family feel about meeting her, y'all? Prince Philip? Yeah, Prince Philip. Okay. How do we know it's Prince Philip? Look at his face. Okay, fine. The nose. And he's old. His nose and ears. Accolades. You'd have to know about Prince, Will Prince Philip and his accolades to recognize that's Prince Philip. You'd have to have seen a picture of Prince Philip to be like, yeah, they've exaggerated his nose and his ears. Do you feel me? Wonderful. So why is Kate um, in, this, in this image upset? Uh, she's about to face the media, which is unforgiving. How do I know she's about to face the media? The lady with the royal favor called, the lady in the front at the corner. Yeah. Royal favors. Right. All right. There's something else. If you look at the image, how do we know that there's media there? Oh, oh man. The old, well, um, uh, they're smiling. They're smiling. How do we know that this family was not necessarily pleased with Kate? There's something very aggressive about Prince Philip. Pardon? It's growling. <laughs> Wonderful. One, I didn't see that. Wonderful observation. Um, what are the facial... Okay, the, how many people are excited to meet her? Um, one. One. Two. 
How do you know she's fake? <laughs> uh huh. I would say, you know, when you smile, it's, there's not much teeth. When you yeah. grin, when you grin, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay. Prince Philip is holding a gun. Can you please tell me why he's holding a gun, for God's sake? Uh, so, the, do you see how these, all these little elements that might be okay on their own, uh, all together, paint a slightly different picture. So, we can infer from this cartoon that there's probably a story about the family not necessarily being too pleased in the beginning about Kate Middleton. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know what the story is now because I don't watch these people. And honestly, I did not put this section of this document together. Okay. Um, they basically want to get out of the, getting the money from the taxes of people because they know more part of the royal family, but they still get money from the taxes of people. And he's trying to find a way to make money. And then he wrote a book which also includes the queen. And Who's trying to make money? Isn't that um, Harry Potter's name that? Oh, leaving the royal family, going to America. Has that continued to be a problem? That seems fair to me. If it, part of being the royal family, you have engagements. You know what I'm saying? You have to go to charities. You have to keep the country together. So if, if you're no longer doing the duties, doesn't that seem fair? Maybe I need to conduct more research. Um, hello? Oh my god. <laughs> so what is the cartoonist saying about Kate? <laughs> or we need to be cautious, so you know what I'm saying? Alright, context is a little bit, you can read it. Am I correct? Right, I'm going to stop this. There are three recordings. One is one hour, one is six minutes, one is this 36 minutes. I recommend just rereading from the beginning. Never read to swat. Always ask yourself, how is this piece of information going to help me? It, like, check the background. Check the foreground. You feel me? Was this a helpful lesson? Yes, ma'am. All right, love bugs. You know you can call me if things are not going well. I need to make improvements. I'm not sensitive. Well, I'm sensitive, but I'm not sensitive. So, ma'am, I want you to 